If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Hello and welcome to the Managing Madrid podcast. This is your host, Kian Sobani. And joining me today on this special preview podcast to set the stage for Real Madrid's upcoming La Liga match against Villarreal is Alan Dodson of SB Nation's Villarreal USA. Alan, how are you doing, my friend? Pretty good, in spite of yesterday's amazing cup exit. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. So walk us through the, the emotions of once again being knocked out of the Copa del Rey prematurely. Yeah, you know, it's it's you always have to laugh if you're a Villarreal fan because this competition just never seems to work for us. Um but I think the I think the tough part was that when we came in being down a goal um and not having a an away goal um was going to make it difficult for us and um and, you know, Leganes, I have to say, you know, they do what they do very well. I, th- I think they're very well coached. They, they came in with a game plan where they, were, they knew they would have to play defense a lot. We would, we would be going at them from the, from the get-go, and, they, and if they could nick a, a, a goal on the break, that would probably be enough, and that's what happened. Um, I can't fault the team. The effort was there um, with, I think – I think you sort of saw yesterday, if you saw in the game, where areas where we are missing people we don't have right now because of injuries and, and then Bakambu um, being in China. So um, that's really where, you know, I think the emotions were it was like, well, I was really, I would have been thrilled had we pulled out that third goal. But I, I think I'd, there was a poll um, asking people if they would rather defeat Real Madrid on the weekend or or, you know, win in the cup. And I was definitely like, well, I'd rather, you know, I don't care about the cup. I'd rather go after Madrid, right? <laughs> um, look, a lot of teams have um, have been able to, to do that to Real Madrid this year. So it's not, definitely not inconceivable. The Copa record is interesting for Villarreal because this is your third ro- third year in a row you've been knocked out of the round of 16. Um, albeit to respectable opponents, Leganes um, are, are actually well-organized, like you said. Last year, Real Sociedad, 2015-2016 against Bilbao. 14-15, a rare semifinal appearance against Barca, which you lost 6-2 on aggregate. Before that, again, round of 16. 2012-2013, second round, you lost to Ponferradina. The year before that, fourth round to Mirandes. And then you just go all the way back, like 08-09, fifth round to Poli Ejido. And basically, since the Copa del Rey's inception of Villarreal started playing in it, it's been a, it's been a nightmare for you guys. And it's kind of surprising because 
a team like Villarreal you would think just would do well. Like they they've always been historically and you know in the modern era like uh, a top what eight to, top four yeah, to eight team. Yeah. yeah, except for the the one little um, blip there. But yeah, I think for whatever reason, I think part of it is there have been a couple of those years where I don't think we've taken the cup that seriously for whatever reason. I just I just think we have not always fielded our best sides in it. But it doesn't. Part of it is at least at least in you know the last you know ten years or so maybe. We don't have a swashbuckling side that can just, you know, put five or six goals past somebody, right? So I think when we when we when we play in the in the cup, we if if we make mistakes, it's hard for us to just blow a team away and and score, you know, enough goals to to progress. Um, the thing that was different about the exit yesterday is that I think we really we really tried to win and move on as opposed to um, a couple of times we've when we've seen who we've been drawn against and and the first leg we go down it's like oh well that's okay it didn't really matter you know but yeah it's, it's kind of weird that we haven't had a we've only really played Barca I mean we've never made it far enough to to play Barca or Madrid in the cup you know we, we tend to get knocked out beforehand and I think that's the annoying thing is that it would be it would be um, a better story to tell if we had, you know, gotten knocked out by the top two or three teams year after year, but we haven't. I mean, we did beat Valencia in the cup, you know, some years ago, and that was kind of a big deal for people, but then, you know, we lost the next round. So uh, it's, it's a weird one. Um, going back to that game yesterday, I thought, you know, you were so close to getting the third goal. And even before Elzar scored that goal, to kind of deflate you. It it was looking the eye test was actually good. You know, they were attacking, they were having chances. It was funny cuz I was looking at that Elzar goal and it was very similar to the goal we conceded against Daniel Was where the wings just mm-hmm. all of a sudden were up too high and uh Was just chipped it over the goalkeeper like from that almost that exact same position. Uh only I right. think you you actually defended it better than we did. But um the eye test yesterday actually wasn't that bad for you and I think it's kind of deflating that this happened and then Bakambu like around the same time leaving. And um, I don't know if this is kind of just rubbing salt in your wounds or if it encourages you. You may take it either way, but for what it's worth, I think the last couple months or so is Villarreal have looked fun and exciting and maybe not that team that steamrolls opponents and scores five, six goals. But for what it's worth, Pablo Fornals has looked amazing in that role just behind Baca and Bakambu. And like, I remember like... At the beginning of the season, the the strike partnership of Bakambu and Baka was fun, not only because of the, the way that you can kind of combine their names as, as a strike duo and and, right. and do the Bakambu with a B, B-A-C-C-A uh, in, in the name. Um, that's my preferred way of doing it. But also, I remember at the beginning of the season, the first few games that they played together, I thought they looked a bit isolated, because they were so much higher up the pitch than everyone else, and you didn't really have that one person to kind of get them involved and string things together. And mm-hmm. Pablo Fornells just kind of came out of nowhere, and they put him in that slot just behind the two. And the way he slings through balls to the strikers and makes things happen is really encouraging. Um, 
And I was, yes. you know, I was looking at the departure of Jonathan Dos Santos this summer, and I think Pablo Fornals is in this in this new role has 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 compensated for that. Yeah, I think Fornals has been has been um, he's been definitely the breakout star so far. Um, you know, we had a obviously the first month or so of the season was pretty rocky. We had a horrible preseason. Um, we and. I think there were doubts as to whether Escriba would be the right coach for us on a permanent basis or not. And, mm-hmm. you know, didn't, didn't work out. It didn't seem like the team had any real shape or sense of how to play under him. The last, the last couple of, uh, the last couple of matches. I, and there were clearly things going on in the background that we don't, don't know about. Um, but I think that, um, Kaleha is, He's trying to get the balance between attack and defense, and I think the real, um, yes, playing the diamond midfield with with um, Fornals, getting Fornals and Trigueros both in the lineup has been really, really key to creating chances for for our strike force. And I agree with you that Baca and Bakambu over over the last couple of months were really. You could see them getting used to each other and getting used to the to the style of play and and really working well. Um, I think the I think the issues that we have, um, what's sort of limiting us first of first of all we don't as as we saw yesterday is we don't have the Eric Bailly sort of defender anymore and we need we need somebody who can really play that role and we and if, I think if I were going to fault the the um, uh, signings of the team, it's that we really haven't addressed that center back role, made it our priority, and I think we should have. Um, Misakio was good at blocking shots, um, which is, which, you know, and now he's gone. And we've got center backs who are not terribly quick and not terribly fast, and so that they, they play well. Um, they play well strategically, but they're but they can be exposed, and I think that's what happens sometimes. Um, the other thing is obviously with the departure of Bakambu, I'm really surprised that it's happened now rather than the summer. I figured that an PL team would grab him in the summer, but then when I hear the reports of how much money he's getting from China, I guess I can't be too surprised. It just mm-hmm. seems crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um. um. This might be a good time to actually take a question because um, so before the um, like late last night, I, I put out a call to our patrons and I said, if you have any questions and uh, for us for this preview, just let us know. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and for those of you listening, if you 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 follow the show, you know that we have a Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash Managing Madrid. You can actually go and and get different rewards. You can get guaranteed answers to your questions. So. Uh, this question from a patron is from Christopher Alex. He says, hey there, how much of a loss is Bakambu going to be for Villarreal? And why did he leave when he was so young and doing so good in La Liga? Thank you. Give us, well, give us the uh, rundown. Okay, I think as far as why, he, why he's leaving, I think, um, it's, I think it's definitely, you know, the money is, is pretty impressive. And I think he's probably hoping that the... Um, being in China might be might not be seen as oh, that over time the league will get stronger and and uh, 
so it won't be seen as so much as being out in the wasteland as as it as it used to be. I also think he wants um, he is a, a key part of his national team, and so he expects that to continue. Um, I I am a little shocked though that he decided to go there rather than wait for offers from from um, UK sides, probably EPL. Um, how will it affect us going forward? Well, the it's obviously a big loss in the middle of the season. I think that's the that's the tough it's it's a tough time because there's just not as much available in January. Um, going forward, long term, it's kind of something we're used to. I mean, you go all the way back to Diego Forlan, you know, and and we tend to de- to get players who we think are underpriced. We develop them for a couple of years and then we don't try to put, you know, 80 million euro um, price tags on them. We tend to let them go when, when we get really good offers. So I think it's something that we are, you know, clearly expected would happen. I don't think we expected it would happen in January. So going forward, I think we'll be okay, but we're going to have to do kind of like we, we have had to do a couple of times we're going to have to really rejig the strike force in the summer because do we keep Baca? You know, what do we do with, um, you know, Roger Martinez, who we just brought in on long, um, you know, we, we're going to have a bunch of decisions to make. Um, it's, it's actually, it's a really fascinating discussion because uh, it's kind of parallel to the Maxi Gomez deal that eventually I think didn't go down when everyone was, you know, every La Liga fan just didn't want him to leave because, he was good for the mm-hmm. league, and that strike force, that front three of Celta has been unreal. And right. I think most La Liga fans feel the same way about Bacambu. Like, they just they kind of hate to see him go. Um, the I fl- think so, because yeah. he's also kind of a charismatic, swashbuckle, swashbuckling sort of player in a, a way. He's a fun guy. Yeah. He's a fun guy. His style of play is kind of, you know, he, he's got speed. He's, he's sometimes... Um, a little bit like a bull in the china shop when he's trying to trying to tackle somebody you know but but he's fun and 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 that kind of that that kind of shows up um so yeah i mean i think that everybody is is really um bummed to lose him um quite apart from the fact that we had a good good partnership going there um you know i'm assuming the deal is eventually going to be made official or still he, he keeps uh tweeting pictures of his medical but you know, we haven't yet had everything signed off on, but no, no reason to assume it won't eventually happen. Um, I know you wrote about it just today or a couple, or yesterday or something. Well, what's the latest figure? Um, well, the latest actually, which I just saw a bit ago from the local paper, is Virial is getting um, thirty-seven million in cash. Um, the, the deal, the problem for the, for the Chinese team is they have to pay a hundred percent penalty. So in other words, another 37 million euros, um, as part of some scheme to encourage the development of local footballers. I don't think we get that. I think that goes to some buddy in some, you know, Chinese, um, football federation or it's an unbelievable. Yeah. 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 But it's like, that seems to be this. I don't know if the Chinese club wasn't aware of it or if they thought they could work around it or, or, or what, you know, but that, but that seems to be the thing that's holding up the deal is that they've, they've arranged terms with us, but they've got this other cost, and, 
and so I'm not sure um, that I'm I'm thinking it will get resolved, of course, but that seems to be the seems to be the big sticking point. Um, Viriel typically don't typically don't announce terms of of things so whether all of that money comes up front who knows my guess is most of it will i don't know about all of it um sometimes we get desensitized to figures because we we see the figures that are basically being splashed out especially in the past year or two and Mm -hmm. and almost like 37 million we're just like well what's that it's nothing but it's actually a good chunk of money and keep in mind this is a player like last year Bakambu was not lighting the league on fire. In many ways, he was kind of a running joke. Um, and, you know, it's a weird comparison. But him and Zaza, to me, are very similar in the sense that they both last season missed a lot of chances. They scored the occasional goal. And then this season, they both made an amazing leap and were one of the best strikers in the league. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think the thing yeah. with Bakambu is he's actually his his conversion percentage this year has actually gone up quite a bit yeah he doesn't cre- hasn't created a lot of uh, he hasn't had a lot of shots but he scored a lot a lot of what he's what he's had yeah and he's he's just, he's been really good um and i and i always thought that him and Baka would eventually figure it out even without four nows because Bakambu was actually capable of of coming back a bit deeper and, and kind of being versatile in that sense and i and i felt bad i think it was the game against barcelona where um he was doing everything he could and then there was a red card and then he was isolated and it was just, it was impossible for him to do anything. Um, But what I was, where I was going with it was that let's say, I mean, one, one perspective is he keeps playing this season and his value goes even higher than the 37 million. Um, That's one possibility. The flip side is, I guess, sometimes you can't gamble on that. Um, Bakambu sees the wage, massive wage spike, and he's like, you know what, just get me out of here now. I want, I want that money right now. Um, mm-hmm. But that is a nice cushion of money to sign a replacement. And one of the names that was floated around as a realistic possibility was to bring Gerard Moreno back. Um, right. And I'm curious to know what you think of him because he's had a really good season, probably one of the more underrated Spanish strikers out there. And I think he would be a nice fit, but I, I'm curious to know what you think of that, or if, do you have any other names in mind? Well, I think the problem with Gerard is, you know, he played for us in the B team and, every, and a little bit with the first team. And for whatever reason, I don't sense that he wants to come back to Villarreal. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Now, the the wild card here though, is if is, you know, Espanol may lose their coach to Stoke, and if so you know if that happens, then I don't know. I mean, I think Gerard's a good fit because he does make he's a good he's a good worker. He's a good passer. I think what we saw it, you know when he was younger anyway, and and we had him was he basically made everybody he played with up front look better because he he he's a good he's a good combining with people. So I think. I think he'd be he'd be great. Um, I just don't see Espanol wanting to let him go, and for whatever reason, he doesn't seem that motivated to force a move anywhere, particularly Villarreal. So, so um, I kind of feel like we're that ship has sailed for us. Um, I don't know. Um, well, I don't know. I like I love Maxi Gomez. I guess. Uh, <laughs> Um, 
it's hard to know. I there's not a lot of typically what we try to do is bring in somebody who like Bakambu who we can get yeah. from a league where prices are not yet astronomical, um, who maybe has either not performed at the highest level yet, or maybe there's been some issue um, where they've been kind of an in and out player. I mean, you know, Luciano Vieto would, would be a classic example of that, where we grabbed him where Liverpool were interested, but sort of pulled back when he had a bad season. And, you know, then we picked him up. Um, the fellow I've heard mentioned a lot is, is, um, Alessandro Playa at at uh, Nice. Um, I think looking in looking in the French league um, is probably a good place for us to look. Um, but I don't have any particular names in mind. Um, and it's and it, and this the market changes so quickly. I mean, it's hard to know um, what tends to be what tends to happen a lot these days is you get the domino effect where you know something happens and then before you know it somebody is available that that wasn't before because of five moves down the line so how do you think um how do you think the team will line up against real madrid on saturday do you any any surprise any changes any deviation from the general scheme or you'll you'll back is not officially gone but i think it's safe to say he's not going to be he's not going to be playing that game no um i well we'll have a senhor and goal um, we'll have uh, Victor Ruiz is suspended, so we'll have Alvaro and Bonera as our center backs, um, and then we'll. Uh, I think we'll we'll go in our standard, you know, sort of diamond formation. So the question I would have is, do we start um, Unal or do we give um, Roger Martinez a start? Unal's in good form. Unal- yeah, I think the, I think actually I would probably play Unal, and the reason I would tell you, I would say that is that where I mean he's he's young, he's only twenty, right? So mm-hmm. where he, what he needs to work on is finding ways to be to, to create open space for himself. He, he's in in a lot of La Liga games where the where the team where the other team is sort of lining up in a more defensive um, position. It's hard for him to do that. I mean, that's where his that's where his youth comes in. But playing Real Madrid, we know you guys are not going to sit back and pack the penalty box, right? It's going to be it's going to be up and down kind of game. I think that would be better for him. So I would start him along with Baca. Um, You're going to have Ornals plenty of and- counterattacking opportunities. If if anything, that's right. if this Real Madrid season is anything to go by and predict, you know, kind of foreshadowing anything. You're going to have a lot of countering attack opportunities, and I wonder if for that reason, if Casillejo is like it's, sh- you, you should be starting him for that reason in this game. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Casti starts along with um, Fornals and um, Trigueros and Rodri. I'm thinking he's he's the other guy. the the other The other little tip off there is that you know he came on um, yesterday, and you know I thought did did very well in his and. A lot of times, Calejo will bring on somebody for you know fifteen twenty minutes if he's going to start them the next the next uh, game. So, um, it, it, you know, after the midweek games, so I think probably we'll see him. Um, I have to confess, I'm not sure what's going on with Jomé Costa if he's going to be able to 
to start at left back or not, or if we end up with Rukavina, um, Mario Gaspar should be at right back. Um, he he didn't be, play yeah. against uh, uh, Leganes, no. right? Was he just rested or rotations or what was it? He was just rested. Yeah, okay. I think just rest. I think I think that um, I think that's right. I'm I um, believe that um, Calejo wanted to take a look at Andrian Marin, um, who who is a young player we've had who's been he's played well, but but then he's he's one of these kids that's grown too quickly and he's had to have surgeries on both legs because of growth spurts and so he he's now just getting back into into playing form um and he's not gonna he's not gonna be seeing much action in the league but um the chance was there to take a look at him in the in the cup um yeah i think i think we'll put out we'll put out a strong side we'll definitely um there will be counterattacking opportunities at both ends. I think the thing that's interesting is that most games where we line, line up, our midfield is is our strength. But when we play Madrid, I mean, that's that's your strength too. So you know that's going to be that's going to be interesting to see the how the midfield battle works out. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, I think it's a question of. Yes, we'll get chances. Can we take advantage of them? Um, or, you know, and we, we would need a little bit of luck um, <laughs> and, and a little bit of maybe favorable officiating to, to or at least not unfavorable officiating. You never know. But um, I think we'll I think it'll be a fun game. I don't I don't believe we're going to um, I don't think, you know, we're certainly not going to blow you guys out. And, and I don't think you'll blow us out. And uh, I think it'll be to end stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I'm trying to think back to previous matchups, and um, we had that one year where Schneider and Guti went crazy on you. That was years ago. But other than that, there's not really any blowouts between the two, is there? Um, not that I can remember. It's pretty tightly contested. Last year at the, yeah, yeah. I think the last, you know, maybe the year um, when we when we got relegated. I think that. I think we had a pretty bad um, uh, deal there, but um, yeah, generally the thing, it always struck me that in the past we played better against Barcelona than we did Madrid. But I think in recent years, the, um, the we've, we've played better, although we, all of the results still haven't been there. I mean, we've, we've never won, away and we have only three wins in 34 matches in the league it says here um i guess we lost three nil the tail end of 2016 but that that was the only one apart from that it's basically a draw anyway yeah 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 but um yeah it's been it's been we've we've often had some very good games i mean i still one of my favorite matches was the one where Connie threw the water bottle at Mourinho and that was that was a great match. I mean, regardless of you know, I think you guys won four two, but it was just it was just fun to watch. It was end to end stuff and and some great great goals in there. Um those those kinds of things are, are always you know, you like those sorts of matches. And then, you know, last year of a three two at home, which we still are upset about, I think. Some controversy. <laughs> that was in another that one. great game. Yeah. Yep, yep, a lot of controversy and and 
Yeah. So I mean, yeah. the, these, so, this matchup is generally and historically, especially in recent recent history, it's it's very tightly contested and very few blowouts either way. So um, I don't I don't know if it's going to yes. be that different. No, I don't know either. I think it's I think um, I have to say I don't I don't think that um, I think I would feel Madrid is going to get at least one goal, probably two. And then the question is, what can Virial do on the other end? Um, you guys are missing a couple, couple of key players. Um, so are we. So it's yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I don't I don't think it's gonna be a three nil blowout. I mean, I think it's more likely two one two two one one something like that. How did you become a Villarreal fan? <laughs> um, basically, like a lot of like a lot of people i think i heard of the team when they were doing the champions league run years ago and i i mean they were fun to watch and um the fact that they were from a small town was kind of kind of a neat story too so that's when i started following them so was this then, before or after Riquelme missed the penalty against arsenal semi-final oh i it was it, uh, uh, i saw yeah that, that that was around the time around the time yeah, yeah. as i recall yeah. i think i was um i was I was teaching. It's a it's a long story, but it's like basically I was teaching and I and I had, um, um, I was finishing up a job and we had already bought a house somewhere else. My my wife had moved out there to to get things set up and and so that spring it was like I got to watch a lot of Champions League, and yes, the Raquel May penalty was. Uh, I mean yeah. that was gutting <laughs> even for me. I'm not a Villarreal fan, but I was at the time when you were a kid and you're like, hey, we want all Spanish teams to do well. And Villarreal exactly. were definitely like, as a neutral, the most interesting side because Riquelme was um, just a very likable player. Yeah, yeah. Riquelme was was amazing. I mean, the the thing is, it was a one time in Villarreal's history where, I mean, they were a team that people talked about because it would be, did you see what Riquelme did on Saturday? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he was just an amazing player, um, and. So I think I, I really enjoyed um, – that's how I started following them. And then the other thing was was that when um, Marco Senna was um, – right, you know, yeah. who really was you know, a great star of that, of that Euro um, team that you know, really started the Spanish dominance, um, I just thought you know, watching, this, watching Spain play in that, in that Euro um, competition, I just – thought he was amazing <laughs> and um so I, I was like oh yeah it's very all yeah so it's, that's when i started following him and then um the website was actually started by someone else in in baltimore and um he was sort of looking for somebody to come on and help with it and so i started that was like 2010 and then over over the years we've had people cycle in and out but um that's how I started. I've been to a couple of matches. I went to Liverpool to see us lose there, unfortunately. Um, my wife and I went to Virial a couple of years ago, and and uh, we're hoping to get back soon. It was it was fun. So you so you started the website, and then SB Nation found you guys and basically brought you along. Yeah, they, um, the guy that started the website did it as like a little WordPress thing. And when I came, I guess there were three of us at the time. And when I, I came on, um, primarily to, uh, 
cover midweek things because I had time in midweek to cover the Europa League and whatnot. And uh, I said, oh, yeah, there's this SB Nation thing that, you know, why don't you kind of see if they might be interested in us? And it so happened that, you know, right at the time they were um, looking to expand their their um, Spanish soccer offerings and, and Villarreal were doing well. So it seemed pretty, uh, pretty good fit. And, you know, it has been, I mean, they, I was, they've stuck with us through relegation and <laughs> promotion and everything else. So it's, it's been, it's been interesting. It's a little, um, it's kind of amusing though, because we, there's not a Valencia site on there. So we have a couple of Valencia supporters who come and comment on our games because they're, mm-hmm. they don't have a Valencia, um, uh, blog on SB Nation, and I kind of wish they would. I think we'd have a lot of fun with them. That um, 2005-2006 season, I didn't realize, but uh, Mar- so Marco Senna and Riquelme actually overlapped one year, so they had, that team was really fun. You had Forlan, you had Riquelme, you had uh, Sorin, you had Senna, you mm-hmm. had Casorla. Yeah. That's a really fun team. Yeah. That was yeah, it was yeah, it was an amazing team. Yeah, yeah, it, w- it really was. And even and even the um, I guess the other the team that that's been the most fun since since I've been involved anyway with the website was probably the twenty um, the the twenty ten um, where we had uh, Connie and Kazarla and we had um, Rossi and Nilmar, which was not as good, but they had a great partnership going for for a year there. Um, you know that, that team, yeah. yeah that team was that team was really fun to watch and um you know it's 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 always it's it seems to be one of the things that happens at, at Virial though is that the compare the constant is, is there's going to be change i mean we're going to yeah. we're going to some players every summer we're going to pick up some players um you know the the coaching um deal has been uh, you know, after Pellegrini, we haven't had anybody stay years at a time. Um, and that's just sort of the way it is. You know, I think we, this year, if we can end up in the, in the Europa league places, that would be great to be, I still think we have a chance for fourth just because everybody is sort of meandering along this year, including you guys. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy, but I think realistically, Europa League is probably what we'd have to be happy with, something, you know, fifth, sixth, something like that. Um, okay, I think uh, before I let you go, just maybe can you plug, where can people find your work? What's the best way to reach you, get in contact with you? Sure, the best the best um, way to, you know, just go to virialusa.com. Make sure you put uh, Virial has two L's in the middle of the of the word. That still gets me. Like years yeah, after I, I knew that fact, it still gets me. It's two L's and two R's. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, go go to virialusa.com and uh, you can you can find what we do there. And um, if you want to follow us on Twitter uh, and Facebook, you can do that. And uh, I am Groget, G-R-O-G-U-E-T, one on Twitter. And uh, Groget is um, a nickname for Virial fans because it means little yellow in Valencian. And um, that's um, so you can follow follow me there. And uh, and uh, you know that that's I'm I'm usually on Twitter a fair amount with uh, with game stuff and so forth. 
Alan Dodson, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you doing this. I, don't, I can't believe it's taken us this long to, to connect and do this, but I hope that this is the first of many. Thank you so much, man. Sure. Thank you. Choosing an energy company raises many questions. Who can make my electricity and natural gas work smarter? Where can I find a company that's easy to do business with, who knows the market best and has options to fit my needs? For millions of homes and businesses, there is one answer, Constellation. Decades of market intelligence and proven solutions from a trusted energy leader. Energy made efficient, simple, insightful, and flexible. That's what makes Constellation America's energy choice. Learn more at constellation.com energy. Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Social Podcast Network.